Hello and welcome back to FN Sports Bets to you by the Drive-In Network. I am your co-host Nathan Ng, also with your other co-host here, Frankie Langer. In today's episode, we will discuss sports betting, which is a form of gambling. Gambling comes with inherent risk that any and all players should be aware of. We urge all of-age listeners who wish to gamble to do so with responsibility. Finally, we are in no way professional sports analysts and are simply giving our own opinions on sports. Take them with a grain of salt as we cannot predict the future. And once again, please gamble responsibly. All right, hopping into things this week. We're going to start with a quick recap. And before that, uh, I think both Frankie and I owe you a sincere apology for uh, last week's sports takes. I have something written out that I'd like to read to you all. Dear friends, family, podcast listeners, teammates, past, present, and future, I offer my deepest apologies for the atrocity that was last week's hot takes upon this fine podcast. I have made a severe lapse in judgment and ultimately said that the Browns were the worst team in football. Baker Mayfield, Waldo Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and the entire dog pound, I am sorry. I will move forward with this with a chip on my shoulder, knowing that I must earn your listeners' trust back with informed and scientifically reinforced sports takes. I will do better. I will be better. But for now, I take accountability for my immense stupidity. Thank you. Have a good night. And once again, I am so sorry. That was well said. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, like I said, I am sorry. Uh, both of us did not hit on many of our takes. Uh, just quickly wanted to address the browns Bengals fiasco. I said that the Browns looked absolutely terrible. I ripped into Baker Mayfield, and uh, he proved me wrong. He looked really, really superb. Um, to be fair, the Bengals also looked good. Joe Burrow, I thought, improved upon his week one performance. But the Browns offense fired on all cylinders, although Beckham Jr. had a great night. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both played really well. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield, I think, played phenomenally. He hit throws. He knew what he could do. He did that and then took it a step further and made some really nice plays, I thought. I mean, um, Also, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, in regard to the Browns, it seems like every year they do end up briefly figuring out for a period of time. And Odo Beckham gets pretty hot. And, uh, I mean, I, of course, that wasn't – one of my picks last week, I didn't, you know, I wasn't assigned to that game, but at the same time, uh, I too definitely would have taken the Bengals. So uh, I, I want to, you know, take ownership for that too. Nathan, continue going though. I apologize. Yeah, no. So sorry, missed that one. Uh, and the other game, which I think is a little BS, but still got wrong, was Falcons Cowboys. If you had asked me in the second quarter, I was like, I got this one easy. I told you guys Falcons winning all the way. I still think that they have one of the most potent pass offenses in the NFL. I mean, even with Julio Jones out, Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley proved to be really high-level receivers. Um, I think Russell Gage passes. Julio happened to drop one. But their offense looked really good. And then here come the Cowboys. Something about 20-plus point leads and the Falcons. just not, not, doesn't cursed. bode well. I don't know what it is. I mean, there must cursed. be cursed. This one's going to go down for sure as like a, you know, another Tom Brady and the Falcons Super Bowl. So, uh, I don't know. I was wrong, but... Cowboys still didn't impress me. Greg, Greg DeLeg just had a really great last two minutes. So, so okay. That's for me. And I'll Those end it off your, Okay, you're some of your apologies. So I don't have a long a uh, lapse in judgment apology, but I do think it's good that I go over some of the numbers from my picks of last week. Um, last week, including last night's Monday night game uh, of the Saints in Las Vegas at that new stadium, I went 5-4 and four in picks last week. Overall, this season... I am 14-7, and seven, uh, which in the grand scheme of things is not that bad. But a couple ones that I was pretty wrong about. I was wrong on Pittsburgh covering 5.5 against Denver. Uh, they looked pretty good. Denver looked good. Obviously, Drew Locks out, and we'll address that later. And uh, I was wrong on the under of the San Francisco and New York game, the Jets. And they uh, went over, I think it was 43, something like that. Uh, garbage time touchdown. I'm not going to get too mad about it. And uh, I was wrong on Kansas City covering 7.5 because the Chargers came out guns a-blazing. So, um, again, you know, that's on me. We have 36 listeners as of now. We thank you, but at the same time, we apologize, and uh, we will strive to be better through what Nathan said, scientific knowledge and research, whatever he said, obvious big laps in judgment. And, uh, hey, we keep going, though. I mean, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. We're going to be better. Stick with us. Yeah, I mean, come on. Stick with us. So let's get into uh, this week's big slate of games. I'm going to be starting it out 
with the Thursday night football matchup of the Miami Dolphins playing in Jacksonville. The uh, Jaguars come out a three-point favorite, and um, okay, you know, just had a bad week, but I'm going to come out and say Jacksonville's going to cover here. I mean, they've, they've looked really good, and until I'm proven different, they are a pretty solid team. They have a, uh, a good passing attack with DJ Shark, and uh, as well as Gardner Minshew is, you know, really an accurate passer, it seems like, this year. And the Dolphins, I think, are kind of on a slow decline until Tua starts. And I think that um, Jacksonville will win in cover. I also like the over here, over 48, because Miami and Jacksonville have both shown that they can score a good deal of points. And so, um, you know, again, Jacksonville just looks like the better team this year. And until they start losing games, you know, I was really critical of them uh, initially for shipping out Leonard Fournette. And uh, kind of, you know, getting rid of a lot of parts, including Jalen Ramsey a few years ago. But they look pretty good this year, and they look like a offensively powered team. And I think they're going to beat Miami, cover, minus three, and the over will be over 48. Yeah, I like that. This almost seems like a slight repeat of last week's uh, Thursday night game with the Browns and Bengals, being that it's perhaps two teams that people don't have at the top. Yeah. I you know, high-efficiency teams in the NFL. But I think that they'll both play each other really well. I think overall it's going to be a good game. Um, but like you said, I think the Jags are going to squeak out with the win. And, uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. All right. Nathan, you go. All right. First game up for me, I have uh, the Raiders at New England. And uh, I actually had to make some adjustments yeah. uh, to my opinion, at least, on this game. After last night, I thought that uh, – the Raiders looked really good. I don't know if that was just being in a new stadium, having some good aura going around, but I thought they looked really good. Um, Derek Carr started off a little slow. I don't know if he had a pass over 10 yards in the first half, but they picked things up. Had the run game, pass game going really well. Darren Wall is always going to be a super yeah. super good threat, at least at the tight end. Um, so I thought that looked good. I initially had uh, New England winning. I still have them winning, but uh, I had them – uh, New England covering as well, but I don't think they're going to cover anymore. I think it's going to be a close game. Shootout. Um, and I'm not going to touch the under without 48. I just, I don't know. Not exactly sure. I think they're going to play each other well. Uh, might be a shootout towards the end, but it'll be slow in the beginning. But like I said, New England definitely impressed me this last week against Seattle, who I think is a real threat in the NFC and NFL in general. Um, they played it really well. Cam Newton had another phenomenal game he's a real deal and i think new england's gonna continue to be a good team as they have been in the history uh you got something yeah uh well first of all i want to say i think cam newton has had a resurgence in new england he looks really good that system obviously both sides cam and the whole team are kind of fitting around him and what he does well um, I do want to mention, uh, I forgot to say initially, I was also wrong about the Monday night matchup last night. I had the Saints covering five and a half against the Raiders, which I thought was going to be a pushover, and they ended up looking really good. I think, you know, like you said in the first half, Derek Carr seemed like he was holding on to the ball for way too long. But once they got rolling, they have tons of offensive weapons. Uh, that's a hard pick for me, but I also have to go with coaching here. And I really like what the Patriots have been doing coaching wise, uh, regardless of their wins and losses and especially what they do and did against Seattle and how good of a team they are. Um, I do think new England will win that game. And, uh, you said you did think they're going to cover minus six or not. I don't think they're going to cover. Okay. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, I think it's going to be a close game. Play off each other. Uh, offensively, scheme-wise, as far as right. what they're doing, whether passing or running the ball. Um, I, one thing I think that New England has to be careful of moving forward is they're running Cam a lot, and I know that he's a big, big guy, big, strong guy. But at some point, you know, injury can yes. come into play, and I think they need to be somewhat concerned with that. I understand James White wasn't playing for obvious reasons. He's going to be back. Um, condolences to him and his family as yeah. well. But I understand they're going to have – or running options aren't going to have to rely so heavily on Sony Michelle and uh, Burkhead, Rex Burkhead. He's still there. Who am I thinking? If of? he is, he's pretty Who's good. Their, their fullback, whoever they were giving the ball to. Um, yeah, but no, they they look like um, a really good threat in the AFC. Uh, I just want to mention you mentioned Cam and, and running a lot. I mean, the injuries that came out of this last week. Oh uh, uh, yeah, is so concerning. I I was gonna have a list pulled up. I forgot to do that, but 
I mean, Saquon Barkley, Nick Bosa, that's just, you know, some of the few. And so, obviously, injuries going forward. Uh, we'll see with Cam. So, let's move into uh, my next game, which is the Rams at Buffalo. Uh, the Rams are a two-point underdog, and I like them as a two-point underdog to cover. Um, I think last week they came in as a, I think it was like a one-point, oh yeah, they were a one-point favorite at Philadelphia, and they obviously covered handsomely. I think that they have a good chance to win this game. Um, two young quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, obviously, I think has you know better arm strength and a little more mobility, but I really like how the Rams team is playing, and uh, Buffalo kind of coming off a more shaky game against Miami, where they did not cover, by the way. Thank you very much. I lost money on that. Um, I think that the Rams will come out and uh, have a good chance as an underdog to cover. I like more here the over, which is over 48, just because both offenses look like they can score a good amount of points. I think it's going to be more of a shootout, that defensive battle. Yeah, I like that. I think the Rams um, have been playing really well, catching stride with how they finished the end of the 2018 season, season, uh, two Super Bowls ago. thought they looked really good last year. I don't know, for whatever reason, they just weren't. Weren't hitting, I don't know if it was injuries or what, but they seem to be picking things back up. Offense looks good. Defense looks comparable for sure. On the other side, the Bills are also a very comparable defense. Like you said, two young quarterbacks. Yeah, Jared Goff doesn't have the big arm, but they both are pretty solid NFL quarterbacks, and I think they'll be able to spread the ball around. Both have weapons. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a coming-out party last week, so hopefully yeah. he can continue that on. Him and Jalen Ramsey. Gonna, yeah, that's gonna that'll be, be really – that'll be interesting. Hopefully they can, you know, keep it in their pants, but I think it'll be a good game, so – I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, yeah, I like your pick with the Rams. Um, did you say you thought you said they would cover? I think they're going to cover plus two. I think okay. that that's one of my underdog uh, picks of the week. All right. Good deal. Moving on to my next game, we have uh, Houston at Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Steelers are a uh, – which I like. I think uh, Pittsburgh is going to win and cover. Uh, Big Ben is still improving. He's looked better for the first two weeks moving along. Um I think the Steelers are getting back to that high-level NFC or AFC status that they were at a couple years ago. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is playing really well again this year. Um, James Conner is also playing well. Uh, and Houston just has not really impressed me too much. I expected them to be a real contender in the AFC this year. But for whatever reason, they're just not playing as well. And, and maybe that is the true absence of DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe he was that yeah. important to that offense, which – it appears so, but I also think there has to be some responsibility on Deshaun Watson for probably not playing the best that he can play and the best that we know he can play. So, uh, like I said, I have Pittsburgh winning and covering uh, over-unders at 44.5, so I'm taking the over on this. Yeah. While there are, while Houston's offense might still be lacking, they're still going to score some points, bottom line. Yeah. Um, but I think Steelers are going to also score a lot of points and outscore them by at least four. So. Yeah, I mean – I'm a little scared to uh, take the Steelers covering just because of what happened last week with the Broncos. And I feel that Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Drew Locke. And so uh, I'm a little scared about Pittsburgh covering. But I do agree with the fact that I think that that offense and especially Big Ben will start to really get better as the season progresses. And so um, I'd take the Steelers' money line and I would take the over. I would not take the Steelers to cover just out of – consideration from a picks I've uh, had that didn't go through with the Steelers covering. So um, that's what I got for that game. That's And that's uh, that's Pittsburgh at uh, oh, it's Houston. Pitt. I thought it was Houston at Pittsburgh. Let me double check. No, you're probably right. No, you're right. You're right. It's Houston at Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll they win at this point, in the it? over. But yeah. I mean, right now, home field advantage really doesn't make a difference. I don't yeah. think. Um all right, well, let's move into this next game, which is kind of a puzzler because of all the injuries that San Francisco has had. So uh, San Francisco comes out as a, well, now it's a four-point favorite against the New York Giants, the over-under at 41. And um, I really don't know what to go with here. I think that, you know, the San Francisco money line is an easy pick, but... I mean, outside of that, I don't know. Is I don't know if Jimmy G is playing. Obviously, He's not playing. Okay, see, that changes things. Is it going to be Nick Mullins, or are they going to pick someone up? Like, I think it's going to be Nick Mullins. But listen to this, all right? Yeah. What ex-49er quarterback can you 
imagine right now who is a free agent I know. Kind of, who could come back and have a great season. Say his name. I know. I mean, he's in the background right there. I know. If you guys, you guys can't see right now, but Nathan and I are FaceTiming and he's got Kaepernick, uh, a Kaepernick poster in his background. Um, I mean, yeah, when you look at the quarterback situation uh, for the 49ers, Nick Mullins actually did come in, I think, a couple of years ago and win a few games. He was a rookie yeah, out of Southern Miss. Like yards and a couple touchdowns against, might have been the Rams two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think the over-under is at 41. And I think that um, – I think maybe even taking the over on this would be okay. Uh, but I wouldn't bet on that. And I'm really not going to uh, bet on the spread. But I would take San Francisco to win. And I picked that because Saquon is out. And obviously Nick Bosa is a huge part of that San Francisco defense. But they still have really good parts on that defense. And uh, their offense – They had two torn ACLs on the front. Who else got hurt? Nick Bosa and was it no Buffner's on the uh, Solomon Thomas, I believe. Wow, oh, they both tore their ACL. I mean, okay. slim pickets for the Forty ers Jimmy Garoppolo likely hurt for next yeah. week. Out. Raheem Mostert likely hurt. Out. Tevin Coleman likely hurt and out. George Kittle likely hurt and out. Yeah. They have Jerk McKinnon. Uh, <laughs> He's Nick coming Bones, back from an ACL. Nick Mullins. Um, who is he throwing to? Kendrick Bourne. Debo Samuel, still out, I believe. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if Brandon Ayuk probably re-heard his in. It's slim pickings for the 49ers at this point. They have people they can get the ball to, but... Okay, I'm going to flip. On the other side, okay, no, I'm going to flip. Niners, but on the other side, you also have the Giants. Saquon's gone. That's pretty much 60% of their offense right there. So. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to flip. I think I'm going to flip. You're going to flip. Yeah, I'm going to flip. I'm going to take... about last week. No, I'm going to take uh, the New York Giants to cover plus four. Oh. So hold on. Hold on. That doesn't I mean didn't that say I... all those people were out. I said there's a possibility that they're out. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about this. That doesn't mean they have to win. It means that someone has to win by a field goal. So, like, I, you know, it could be a defensive game. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants to cover plus four. And uh, if I lose... I will sing karaoke to start the beginning of the next uh, podcast episode. If the Giants do not cover plus four, I will karaoke for the first 30 seconds of the next episode next week. I just feel bad for our listeners. Okay. Well, you can – ooh, I'm not swearing yet. I'm not, I'm not going to be the first one to swear. So Let's move on. on. All right. Next yeah. game. Uh, we have Tennessee at Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Titans, you know, look fine this week. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins. If yeah. he was drunk or something out there, he looked just garbage <laughs> through like three picks. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that they that they can use. I don't know if they just couldn't get the running game going and it was too much forced passing game. Yeah. Um, but with Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook, Cook, I, I just think they should be able to do more things than they did. Uh, yeah, week. is yours uh, Tennessee favored by two and a half? Is that two and what yours yep. Tennessee's okay, two and a half. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking Tennessee to win and cover. Yeah, um, Tennessee talk about maybe playing to level their opponents. So, I mean, two and a half. It's, you know, like you said, it's a field goal. So I still think they're going to cover, but I think it's going to be a somewhat close game. Like I don't know. I don't know the last time Tennessee blew someone out, but yeah, I mean, I'm still taking them to win. I think Tannehill is. At this point, at least more competent than Kirk Cousins. And uh, defensively, I think the Titans can definitely get it done, especially after the poor showing on Minnesota's side. Yeah, so there's a couple things about this game. One, I'm going to pull the old the old trick out of the hat or whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, you obviously always get three points in your favor when you're playing at home. And so when you think about this, Minnesota's actually more an underdog by, like, a touchdown if you take away the three points that they get for, a, in quote, home field advantage. And so I think this is an easy cover by Tennessee and a couple of reasons. One is Ryan Tannehill is playing with confidence. I like that. Derrick Henry's the same Derrick Henry. He looks really good. Corey Davis is there. Um, there's a tight end, Janu Smith. He's a beast. One. He's really athletic. good. I don't know what it is with them and athletic tight ends. Tight ends. Um, but 
the other thing is that when you play a team like Tennessee who's going to run the ball, I don't know, 30 times, at least 35 times a game, and they can chew up that kind of clock, and then you're playing against a really explosive offense in Minnesota that throws the ball around a lot, I, I feel like Tennessee is going to have those really long, methodical drives that will, you know, obviously on the back of Derrick Henry. And I didn't hear you say if you're going to pick the over or under or you didn't make a pick. I didn't make a pick on this one just because I don't know. I think it's going to be up to Tennessee on controlling the clock and controlling yeah. those long, methodical drives. If they have Might three, four longer. extended drives, you know, that's going to limit the amount of points that either team can score. On the other hand, if Minnesota takes control and starts going down the field with yeah. Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, then Tennessee has to play catch up and start spreading the ball around more. So I don't really want to touch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of game it's going to be. I think it could go either way. I think either way, though, Tennessee stays a step ahead of Minnesota yeah. and speaks out the win. Yeah, I mean, I'd take Tennessee to win cover. I probably wouldn't. You know, I, I just initially said it might go under, but, you know, you think about uh, how the Jags and Colts, like all these teams that you don't expect to really score, we have no idea how Minnesota's going to come out or how Kirk Cousins will respond to throwing, you know, three or four picks. I don't remember the number, but um, – yeah, that's and it's, still, and it's still early in the season, you know. Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota offense looked a lot better against the Green Bay Packers than it, they did last week. So, like, yeah. early, you know, they could still they could win the next five games and be, you know, one of the top five offenses in the NFL. But at this point, based off last week, I'm going to play the hot yeah. hand in Tennessee for sure. What have you done for me lately? That's exactly what my thought process is at least. Um, so let's move on to the Washington football team playing in Cleveland. Cleveland comes out a seven-point favorite at home with the over-under at 44. I think uh, taking the over here is good um, just because, you know, that's each team scoring 20-something points, and I like that. Um, And I think that Cleveland is going to kind of play sort of like a bell curve season. They start a little slow, and I think during the middle of the season they're going to win a a fair amount at least of games um, and kind of keep Odell Beckham going. I think towards the end of the year they're kind of going to trail off, and that's kind of been Baker Mayfield's trend as a quarterback for the Browns but I think the Browns uh win here and I think that they do cover against a Washington football team that has a good defensive line but like all around as a complete team and unit I don't think that uh they are capable of beating the Browns and so I guess I'm a little hesitant to cover uh minus seven so I guess I'd pick the money line and the over but um, even part of me wants to, you know, say all three are pretty good picks that uh, the Browns will win cover and it will be over. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, my apology to the dog pound. I think they played yeah. well. Last um, if they can continue at least, you know, a percentage of that success from last week and carry it over into this week, I think it's not going to be a problem against the Washington football team, who is, you know, perfectly comparable. But I think the way they're playing is probably the best they're going to get. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, unless he levels his game up. Um, good coaching in Ron Rivera. I know he's dealing with some cancer right now. I saw a really nice piece they had before uh, the game on Sunday that was just super cool. It's just him talking about his experience and continuing to be a leader on the football team while having to deal with these medical issues, which, which is a side point. But just, you know, seems like yeah. a good guy, good coach too. So, you know, heart goes out to him. But like you said, I think I think the Browns are going to win. Uh, you said – you didn't. You weren't sure about them covering, but you're going to take. Yeah, the it's, it's minus seven here. I like the over because it's yeah. 44, but a full like a full touchdown. I think is uh, that's a lot. Yeah. So I probably won't take them to cover. No. I like that though. It's good. All right, moving into my next game, I have uh, Cincinnati at Philadelphia. Um, this one's a little tough for me because I think Cincinnati played pretty well last. I think the big factor for them is if they can get A.J. Green going. He was targeted like 13 times 14 times and had like four catches for 20 yards. If they can just get him the ball, I mean, well, they are getting him the ball, but he's not catching it. If they can figure out a way for him to receive the ball and make plays on offense, I think that can be a big, big factor in their offense and push them over in some games. Um, But until I see that, I, I, I just don't have too much faith Burrow has he played consistent he improved upon his week one performance to week two hopefully he does that for week three um but that being said I think that Carson Wentz has played pretty well on Philadelphia's side the Eagles offense 
appears to be working well. They have Miles Sanders back and healthy. He's playing now. He had a good week. Um, so uh, Philadelphia is a six and a half point favorite. I'm taking them on money line. I don't think they'll cover the six and a half point spread. Um, and the over under is also 46. I don't really want to touch that either. Cause no. I'm not sure. I feel like both offenses can go out there and kind of lay an egg. And on the other hand, they could both go out and play well. I haven't watched their defense enough to make an informed decision there. Um, but I do think Philadelphia is going to win. Yeah. I think that if you're going to go for something, you know, like some sort of riskier pick or parlay this weekend or this upcoming weekend, I think picking the Bengals money line would be a risky, but okay pick because at some point um, Joe Burrow is going to get his first NFL win. Like it's just, that's kind of a big deal, especially when you're a rookie and in a season like this. But, um, Carson Wentz is obviously relatively healthy. And like you said about Miles Sanders, I think that they're kind of starting to get moving. And uh, obviously last year they had countless injuries on the back end of their defense. And uh, it, they seem like they are missing Malcolm Jenkins a little bit. They look um, like they're holding it together. And so I like the Bengals to cover plus six. I think it's more risky to pick the Bengals' money line. Not going to touch the over-under on this one, but... Um, yeah, I kind of mirror Nathan's picks. Uh, he obviously picked Philadelphia to win, not cover. Um, and I think that's a more safe bet. And if you're thinking a little more risky, maybe Cincy to get uh, their first one of the season because Joe Burrow's going to get it soon. So. Yeah, I, I have this one started because I was kind of torn. I really don't know. I'm perhaps playing a little safe based off last week's uh, prediction. So that's just my you know two cents. But yeah. it's started. Kind of tough one for me. I think it'll be a good game. So. Okay, well, let's oh, talk yeah. about Starred then, because I starred the next game, which is Chicago playing in Atlanta. And you might be a little puzzled on why I starred this, but, I mean, think about the low T, the average testosterone level on that Atlanta Falcons team right now. It's got to be low. I mean, Mitch Trubisky played a... He might have the lowest T of all. I don't okay, know. Well, oh, hold on. That's not where I was going with it. I That's think where I was going. I mean, I don't. I initially did star this one, and um, well, that's the, fair. That's the fair. only that's pick. Fair. I mean, I started because think about what Atlanta's coming off. the The pick I have for this is the over, which is forty eight. I think both teams are going to score a good amount. Um, but this one was kind of a toss up for me because of what Atlanta's coming off. But I do think that uh, taking the yeah, I was going to say Atlanta money line. No, I think that Atlanta will win and cover. Um, but as you can hear my voice, I'm a little, little bit hesitant, and so I kind of want to get Nathan's take, seeing, uh, you know, hearing his reaction to the Cowboys Atlanta game. That was tough. Uh, that was one of the ones I got wrong. I touched on before. I really don't know what happened. I probably watched the first half of that game and then stopped. Um, I was at work, kind of had it on my phone. Sorry, Joe. Uh, but uh, He's not listening. I, I honestly don't know what happened. It just like completely fell apart. Yeah, I I don't know why you don't touch the ball if it's rolling at an inch an hour and you just, just fall on it and they, for the Hold onside on. kick. Hold right. on, can you say the Atlanta kicker's name right now flawlessly on the first try? Young Shoo Koo. I don't know. <laughs> He's so Young. wrong. But, but to our listeners, Nathan is somewhat Asian, so it's okay. Okay, yeah, well, that's an entire continent, so... Redacted. Anyway, let's keep it going. Um, yeah, I mean, Atlanta fell apart. And so, um, that being said, I think that their offense is very, very potent. Yeah, I, I mean, really they I scored mean, even more. Calvin Ridley, I think, is a top-tier receiver in the NFL. Okay. He gets open. He, he gets open and he catches touchdowns. Yeah. And so is Russell Gage. Julio Jones dropped a wide open touchdown, which yeah. really screwed me over fantasy wise. So that's separate, but that was stupid. Butterfingers. <laughs> you, wait, did you start? You started him in fantasy? Julio? Yeah. I started Julio and Russell Gage, yes. Oh. Because Debo Samuel and Kenny Galladay were hurt, so I had to pick up another receiver. <laughs> Well, okay, so I'll, I'll end this game by saying, after further review, I will take Atlanta to win and cover three and a half against the Bears. I don't want to sway your opinion. I'm just I – don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to touch this one. 
All right, well, let's just move on. But Atlanta wins and covers three and a half. There you go. That's what it is. All right. We got Jets at uh, Indianapolis. This one, uh, Colts are a ten and a half point favorite. Uh, that's a that's a lot. I understand that's a lot. I know this is your pick, but that's a lot of points. A lot of. I think the Colts are going to win. I don't know if I like. I don't. I don't think they're going to cover. That's a lot of points. You know. Philip Rivers is unpredictable right now. Yes, he's very unpredictable. Shot putting the ball around. The Jets aren't great, but they're not not ten and a half points bad. You know, like I mean, Darnold's he's good. He's fine. He's fine. But yeah, I don't think that ten and a half points is almost a little disrespectful to me. Uh, Over under is forty four. I'm not going to touch that either. Uh, right on my sheet, I have Jets equal poop and Indianapolis. Indianapolis hitting strides offensively. Um, now that they can kind of move forward with Jonathan Taylor as their premier back, if you will, they don't have to balance the whole Marlon Mack, but here's our, you know, draft pick. We want to get him in the league. They can just move forward with that, which I think is more cohesive for their offensive unit as they know who's going to be getting the ball and what kind of offense they need to play. Um, I think the Colts are going to win. That's about all I got. It's kind of, (laughs) I don't know game, but, uh, yeah, Yeah, pretty safe to say I think the Colts are going to win. I, I feel uh, – I'm glad I didn't get this game this week because um, I still have bad feelings about the Jets because of their garbage time touchdown that ruined the San Francisco over-under. Um, but, yeah, I think the Colts win. I think 10.5 points is way too much um, just because at the end of the day, these are all NFL players and these are all somewhat cohesive teams that can at least all put one drive together. Um, so I like Indy to win. I'm not going to say any more on it because it just seems like a toss up to me. Kind of like a, the toilet. There's a toilet bowl every week. And to me, this was somewhat it. So I'm not saying anything else. I'd say go on to your next game. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's move on. Carolina playing at the Los Angeles chargers. The chargers come out a seven point favorite here over under is 44. And uh, what I wrote on my notes, I guess I'm all into the overs this week. I put over 44 just because, you know, I was watching Carolina at the end of the Tampa Bay game last week, and they're still able to score points, and Christian McCaffrey's a really productive, the productive player for that team. DJ Moore's pretty good on the outside. Um, And I think that, you know, picking the over here is a solid pick along with Los Angeles money line I think coming off of what they did against the Chiefs which is pretty incredible I mean they were up 11 against Patrick Mahomes and they kind of kept that whole offense in check the first half not kind of they did um I think that the win here their defense has proven to be really solid and if Justin Herbert is starting I think that uh the Chargers will win this yeah uh I agree I think that Herbert looks really good on the other side you know McCaffrey's not going to be playing so that there goes 60s, I did not know McCaffrey was not playing. McCaffrey uh, had a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. I did not know that. Um, yep. Okay. That's a, then. Then I might take the a risky pick. If you're, thinking, I, I didn't think I heard, heard you mention it, but I. No, I no, no. I did not know that. If you're thinking real risky, I think then you gotta take the Bengals money line and also pair it with the uh, Chargers to cover. And as Nathan talks, I'm going to do that and see uh, the payout. You want me to talk about this game? I'm yeah. more than happy to. Yeah. I, Chargers, I mean, they got Keenan Allen involved more. Uh, Herbert, I thought it looked good. I think that's just a, a step in the right direction for the Chargers organization is sticking with someone and, you know, putting your money and saying, this is the guy we're going to roll with. We're going to invest on him and we're going to watch him grow as a quarterback, as he continues to get better. I thought he played really well for his first NFL game, scored a rushing touchdown. I also think he had a passing touchdown. And I think that their defense really stifled the Chiefs there. That was one of the biggest surprises to me was checking the score and seeing the Chiefs put up 20, 23 points at, in overtime. Yeah. I thought the Chargers did a great job, and I think they're going to continue that level of play into this week against a hobbled Carolina Panthers without their stud in Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I picked Chargers to win – and cover. Whoa. Well, if I would have known that McCaffrey news, I probably would have picked that. So if you just so you know, just for all you risky betters out there, if you do take the Bengals to win uh, in Philly, 
And then you take the Chargers to cover minus seven. It is one to five odds. So, I mean, you got 20 bucks to spare. You you might come out with a bill. So, uh, you know. The bills? <laughs> just move on. Just go to the next game. But after hearing McCaffrey, I think it's an okay pick to now uh, have the Chargers covering. But I think picking the money line and the over are the, the better picks here. All right. My next game is Detroit at Arizona. Arizona is a six and a half point favorite. Um, and the over under is at 54 and a half. I think that's a little high, but yeah, I definitely think Arizona, they have Kyler Murray has gotten better every week. He looks, he looks so he good. Looks so good. I have written down Russell Wilson 2.0. Their offense is potent. They just absolutely stole DeAndre Hopkins and his, he is making such an immediate impact on that team. I don't know if I can remember another time that a wide receiver made a transition like this and just picked up where he left off and continued to play, perhaps even better. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been super impressed by uh, the Cardinals. I say it every week, but NFC West is a very good division, and I think yeah. that the Cardinals have a legitimate chance to win, uh, besides maybe the next game I'll talk about, one of those teams. But Arizona, I have winning and covering six and a half points against Detroit. I haven't even touched on the Lions. Uh, I don't know. They look. They came out against they, the. They, they came out. They came out hot. Matthew Stafford looked good. They hit some throws, even missing Kenny Galladay. But after that, it was a steep decline. The Packers defense either picked it up, which I didn't think the Packers defense is that great. So once yeah. they figured out the offensive scheme on the other side of the ball, it, it wasn't fun for Detroit fans. I'm sure um, hasn't been for a couple of years now. So okay, I, I'm done. I'm going to rub salt in the wound, but. I don't think they're going to do anything to stop Kyler Murray in that offense. And I don't think offensively, unless Kenny Galladay is back, even if he is back, I don't think they're going to do much. Um, yeah. I, I think Arizona is definitely going to win and outscore him by at least a touchdown. Yeah. Arizona looks really good this year. And I think that uh, I'm ready to hop on the train now. I mean, they are the I've best. been on the train. I'm a 49ers fan, so. That is true. Nathan's been on the train for a while. and I, I, I'm hopping I on. Kyler Murray – Kyler Murray looks extremely good. He is so fast, like game speed fast. He's zippy. Yeah. I, mean, I have a college buddy who actually played baseball with Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. Is that true? Or you that just... is true. Shout out Anthony Schloss if you're out there. Okay, okay. you dropped a name, so it's, it's somewhat real. Yep. Um, yeah, the Cardinals win here and they cover. Uh, I think I'd take the under. I think that really when an offense plays – at such a high tempo and is so like potent like the Cardinals are. I think that your defense really feeds on that. And then you got Detroit coming into Arizona. You know, they've had two relatively rough games. Obviously the Packers are second half kind of decline. And then still DeAndre Swift dropping that touchdown week one. Like they're coming in with a little bit of baggage. And I think Arizona wins handsomely here and covers. And, uh, ooh, that over-under is I don't tough. know. I'm not going to make a pick. No, I'm not going to – I don't want to, you know, make any of our 36 listeners uh, have, a, have a bad weekend. So, Arizona wins and covers here, in my opinion. Yes, sir, I agree. All right, let's move on to Tampa Bay playing in Denver. Uh, this morning, news came out that Denver just signed Blake Bortles as uh, Drew Lowe <laughs> out. I did not know that. <laughs> Hold on. Drew Locke will be out three to five weeks with a shoulder injury. Thank you to Bud Dupree of the Steelers. Um, heck of a hit. Heck of a hit. And so uh, the Bucks are favored here by six points. I think they win in cover here. Even if Blake Bortles comes in, let's just say I believed in Blake Bortles, and I thought he was the truth, okay? And we'll let Nathan do his own Blake Bortles take. Let's just say, you know, I know Blake Bortles went to UCF. He had that amazing throw in, like, some bowl game or something. Some guy caught it one-handed. You know, he's drafted That's really great catch, It's not a great throw. Hey, wait wait for your turn, good I'm sir. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. And so, and then he had that year, you know, 2017 with the Jags. Whatever, whatever. It's either going to be Jeff Driscoll, uh, like the fourth-year guy out of Florida, or it's going to be Blake Bortles starting, uh, like, a week into the system of Denver. Tampa Bay is going to take advantage of that, and uh, I have faith that Bruce, excuse me, that Bruce Arians will really be able to take advantage of the fact that this is going to be a backup quarterback playing against them. And uh, I think Tom Brady keeps getting on track. Hopefully, gets you know more in sync with Gronkowski. 
and they win in cover here minus six. And um, I'm going to take the under. He, uh, I'm so scared Larry Fournette's going to ice the game. So I'm not touching the over-under. I think that Tampa Bay wins and covers my six. Yeah, I like that. I think, uh, I don't know. I think Big Fangio's got his hands full uh, with, with injuries. You know, you also have Cortland Sutton, who was also hurt on Sunday. So their offense is just really slim picking. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon is like the only – Melvin Gordon and Noah Faint. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, just looking here, they're going to have Jeff Driscoll. Yes. And uh, this other guy, Rhett Rippian. Never even oh. heard of that dude. Let's what number is he? Let's see what pops up. I don't know. He's going to be their backup from Boise State. He looks kind of like Drew Locke, honestly. From Spokane. Uh, we need a new segment, which is research with Nathan. Let me check out his bio. Okay. Well, while Nathan reads his bio, um, yeah, I mean, thinking about Tampa Bay, watching them last week and watching towards the end of the game how they did use Leonard Fournette, I was curious about how they're going to use him. Seeing him ice the game the way, he, the way that he did um, and still Ronald Jones being in the mix and Mike Evans and all the pieces, Chris Godwin, obviously, um, Everyone they have there, I think that they're kind of on the up and up, and they're going to be a really dangerous team. And I'm really excited for when they do see uh, the Saints again, week one matchup. So back to Nathan with some research. Nathan, what have you found? Absolutely nothing. Uh, he's never touched an NFL field. Probably okay. never will. Uh, okay, so it's not going to be him starting. So it's out of oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Boise State product and nephew of Super Bowl MVP, Mark. Ripian, Rip Ripen. Oh, I know him. I know him. Uh, He's a lefty. He played for Jacksonville at some point, I believe. Mark uh, Ripen. Rip Ripe. Yeah, yeah. So, Who is this Mark Ripen guy? Look him up just very quickly. Let's just dive into this. This. Uh, this th- lore. Yeah, this Denver Broncos quarterback uh, wormhole. I'm gonna guess former American football professional. For the formerly Washington Redskins, uh, that's, I think that's the only time. Oh, I, I was it. thinking of Mark Brunell, number eight on the Jaguars. That's yeah. on me. Oh, no. Well, he's played for he's played for a lot of teams. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champ or Super Bowl? Two-time MVP? Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, two-time Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro. He's one of the seven, 70 greatest Washington football teamers. That's greatest Redskins. Um NFC Player of the Year. Okay, so his nephew's obviously the GOAT. I don't know why they don't start him then. Because. Uh, no. What? Wait, were you going to slander his name? All right, next game we have Dallas at Seattle. All right. This one I love. I love Seattle. I think yeah. that they are God, dangerous. He is so good. He's uh-huh. so good. They need to feed him. Okay. Hey, Seattle's five five point favorite. I have them winning and covering. Over under is fifty five and a half. I also am taking the over. So I have Seattle to win and cover and the over against Dallas. Dallas squeaked one out with Greg the leg, but at, like I said, that is their that is their ceiling to me. Um, said that Skip Bayless. Uh, someone said if they want to win, they need to put the ball in Zeke's hands and not let Dak do what Dak does. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think that Zeke is the key to that offense. They roll with that if they want to be successful. But even so, I don't think they're going to touch what Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks can do. DK Metcalf is a grown-ass man, and he's going to continue to do what he does. Chris Carson, very good running back on top of Tyler Lockett. Countless others you could talk about. Their defense also looked pretty solid against a potent New England offense. Stopping Cam Newton on the goal line, which I thought was so sick. Some backup corner. I mean, Seattle had like their four, third and fourth string cornerbacks in the game. They continue to play well. I think that Seattle's the real deal. They're going to win, cover, and I'm taking the over of 55 and a half. That's a really, game of the week for me. Game of yeah. the week. I that's, think a awesome. big, that's a big pick by Nathan here. Um, I'll just briefly get into it because I don't want to, you know, I can't bury the lead here, but I like how Seattle is always in a salary cap era, been able to pick up guys and play with guys that, you know, are relatively no-name guys and end up really producing well. And um, I think DK Metcalf is extremely good. Same with Tyler Lockett and all that offensive star power they have, especially with Greg Olson and Russell Wilson. Um, I won't uh, say any more. 
you know, give any more takes. Besides, I do think Seattle wins. I think they cover. A um, little nervous about Dallas because of how they played in the second half and they were able to really turn it on. But, yeah, I can't I can't uh, put out Nathan's fire here. I think uh, Seattle wins and covers. Um, let's, uh, let's jump into what I think is the game of the week, which is the Packers playing in New Orleans. Uh, the Saints come out a three-point favorite, the over-under 52. Um, I didn't make a pick for this game. I was that nervous and uh, definitely a little scared from uh, the last week where I went uh, five and four. However, I'm curious what the Alvin Kamara touchdown prop will be, and the same with Aaron Jones. Both of those uh, guys are extraordinary shifty running backs. I also want to note, this is Jared Cook's return. Uh, return, not return. They're not going to Lambeau. But this is his time playing the Packers. He obviously had that incredible catch against the Cowboys. I think that was the 20, 2016. 2016. He had that toe tap on the sideline. Probably one of Aaron Rodgers' top three throws of his career. And... Um, this is hard for me. It's hard for me to even put money on this because I really just want to want to watch the game and enjoy it. Um, however, with that being said, I think the Packers could squeak this out as an underdog uh, on the money line, and I would take the over fifty-two. But uh, I'm puzzled on this one. Nathan, do you have any thoughts? To help me out. I don't know. Do you know if Michael Thomas is playing? That's a really good question. Um, I saw that they they haven't put him on IR, and the minimum for IR is you're on there for three, three weeks. Games. Three, yeah, three games. Three weeks, not three games, but three weeks, yeah. I don't know. I think that his absence was no, noticeable against against I the Raiders. Yeah, he played really well, number 10. He played well, but it's not, you know, can't guard Mike. You know, you can guard the other guys, but you can't guard Mike. But if Mike's not playing, I don't know. Uh, I like hey, the Packers. You know, if he is playing... Do the Saints win? I think that makes it much more interesting, and I would be more hesitant to have a to pick the Packers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it if 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 Michael Thomas was playing. But that being said, he has been out for a little bit. So these Packers are hot, though, man. They're they very hot. Aaron Rodgers, bad man. Aaron Rodgers is possibly the bad man in the NFL, and. He can sling it to anyone. Anyone, anyone, anyone who said that he was old and washed up, including myself, can suck it because he <laughs> Dude, I think, can't argue with it. I he's, mean, he must – he's probably – I think that's really from the Packers drafting Jordan Love in the first round. That has to be part of this in the back of his head every time he steps on the field. It has to be. I, it's awesome. I, I, I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. And I'm here – I am here for him to sling it. So I'm Packers. What did you say? What did you say the over under was? Fifty two. Ah, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. I don't know yeah, I think up. that the Packers are a really good uh, underdog money line pick here. The plus three, ugh, you know, it's a little scary. Um, pretty terrified. And that's just home team. That's just home field advantage right there, as we talked about. There you before. go. There you go. Level playing field. Okay, so it looks like Nathan's thinking about taking Packers plus three, but uh, I won't push him into that. Definitely, uh, if you're again, again, if you're feeling risky, you could take the Packers money line. You could also take uh, oh, Cincinnati money Cincinnati line. to win, and then uh, you could also take what was it? Arizona over. Whatever. Okay, so no. let's just let's just do an absolutely nasty parlay here, just for fun. Okay. So let's just go down the line and let's just pick the spread of who we think. Like, let's just go through it and make a nasty one. Let's just see what the odds are. It'll be a good let's time. Just, let's just see it. Maybe I'll throw in 20 bucks. Who knows? 20 bucks, dude. Okay. So Miami at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a three-point favorite. We're taking Jacksonville three points, right? I would. Okay. You'd pick this next one. Raiders at Patriots. Patriots are a six-point favorite. Uh, I take Okay, pick the money line. Just pick the money. Patriots. I'll take Patriots money line. I don't. Uh... All right, Rams at Bills. We're doing my Rams plus two underdog pick. Texans at Pittsburgh Steelers. You want the Steelers money line or the Steelers money line? I don't want to take the under or the spread. Okay, fair I, enough. I commented on it, but I don't want to actually put my money. On <laughs> Nine. You're seeing them behind the scenes here. Niners at Giants. They're favored by four points. You taking the spread or what are we doing here? 
Should we just not bet on this one? I don't include that one. Anyway. Right, we're not including that one. Titans at Vikings. Titans are two and a half point favorite. I'm taking them to win and cover. Yep. yep. Uh, Browns or Washington uh, at Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland to win. I'm not going to take them to cover. I'm not touching it. Um, Bengals at Eagles. I say we throw Cincinnati money line. Oh, this is going to be a nasty. It's part. tough. That's like the that's the one that. Yeah, that's the one that's going to push it. Okay, so Bears at Falcons. Let's take Falcons to win and cover three and a half. Okay. Uh, Jets at Colts. Say the Colts. Win. Win. They definitely don't cover. All right. Uh, I agree. Uh, Panthers at Chargers. Let's take Chargers to uh, win and cover. Win and cover. Out. I like that. Uh, Lions at Cardinals. Cardinals win, cover. Kyler Murray throws for 7,000 yards. Um, yep. Bucks at Broncos. Bucks are favored by six points. Come on. Winning cover. Winning cover. Cowboys at Seahawks. Minus five. Win and cover. Okay. We're doing a complete week two parlay. I will put a very small amount of money on this. All right. Packers at Saints. Packers at Saints. There's a big silence here. I'm not picking. Nathan can make this pick. Packers win cover over. Holy no. No, 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 no. no, no How about no, no. Packers win and cover? Or it's just I, I, I just say Packers win money line. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna make this a part Uh oh. You don't wanna touch our last game or I just realized I uh <clears throat> you can only have ten in the parlay. I got two out of myself. Nathan, you preview the next game while I fix this. All right, so we got Kansas City at Baltimore. When I briefly said game of the week about Seattle and Dallas, that was just as far as my hot take of Seattle win covering and taking the over. But I think this is going to be super, super good game. Uh, Baltimore is a three-point favorite, and I actually think it's going to be this is the only upside I have. I think Patty Mahomes is going to come back, have a really good week. Lamar Jackson is going to play well as well, but I think Patty Mahomes is going to edge him out. It's going to be an absolute shootout. I, it's 53-and-a-half over-under. I would even consider taking the over because I think there's a really high chance that this is going to be just pistols firing, like shootout, great, great game. Um, there's not much more you can say. There's, the only thing you really comment is both of their offenses. Kansas City is going to pick things back up. Kind of got stifled by the Chargers. I don't think they were expecting that. I think the whole freaking different quarterback thing kind of threw them off. I don't know if they were just on edge, but they know what they're getting with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. They know what they're going to have to deal with. They know Baltimore is going to score points, and Baltimore knows that Kansas City is going to score points. It's a matter of who gets the ball at the end of the game. That's probably who's going to win. And in my opinion, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to lead him to a win. Um, Kansas City is going to win. Not going to touch uh, three-point spread. I would maybe even consider, if you're feeling risky, taking that over because I think it's going to be Anna. Why do you think Kansas City isn't favored here? They've like They were down 11 against the Chargers. Like, is, do you have any lot? I'm serious. Like this is not like a loaded question. Why do you think Kansas City is not favored here? I think due to how they handled the the Chargers defense and how they struggled at times for sure. I also think there is some inconsistency with that offense as far as who's playing. You have a lot of factors. You have Sammy Watkins who's hot and then cold. You have McCole Hardman who's there's talks of him becoming you know next Tyreek Hill to some extent, and then they're not getting him the ball. The rookie and Edwards Elaire is like, I mean, he's played well, but it's like there's still some unknowns with him. And I think that it's just that up and down offense as far as who's getting spreading the ball around. Patrick Holmes is going to spread the ball, but it's who's he going to get the ball to? And is he going to always have that reliable option? He can't always throw the ball to Tyreek Hill. That's not going to work 100% of the time. You also have Travis Kelsey in there, who I think he's had two good weeks, but. Yeah. There just seems to be a little more inconsistency opposed to Baltimore, where you know you're going to get a healthy dose of Lamar Jackson's legs, Marquise Brown, uh, tight end Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. He's really good. Um, so, you got Ingram in there, too. I, I, I don't know. And, maybe, and, and I think it's honestly probably just coming off the game Sunday. But I, I really don't know why, why they're a three-point underdog. Well, I'm gonna maybe go against home field advantage. There it is again. At Baltimore, home field advantage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against what Nathan said here, and I'm gonna pick the Ravens to win. And why I'm gonna pick the Ravens to win is I think that they are have the hotter hand right now 
they've blown out every team they've played so far, essentially, um, including the Bill O'Brien Texans, who are supposed to be really good. And I think that they will win this matchup early in the season. And when they meet again, which they inevitably will, there's no chance they don't meet again. I just, I just don't see that happening or not happening, whatever I said. Uh, I think the Ravens win the early season matchup. And later in the year, Kansas City uh, will beat them, whether it's for you know something big, playoff contention, whatever it is. Uh, I think Baltimore wins here just because they are really riding high and Kansas City's coming off kind of a shaky game against the Chargers where they didn't win or sorry, where they didn't cover and I lost money. So I guess I'm pretty angry at the Chiefs as well. And uh, I think Baltimore wins here. So I'm going to go against Nathan. We're going to have a little friendly wager. And uh, I mean, I'm going to win it because I, I only pick wins. So five bucks. Okay. Five bucks. I mean, I think the Ravens win here. So, I mean, I think Patrick um, Holmes is pretty upset, pretty mad that they, uh, had that to go overtime with the Chargers, and I don't know about you, but I would hate to play against an angry Patrick Mahomes, angry Kermit. Um, so, I did create a absolutely nasty one to ninety odd parlay. Not going to give it out right now. I'm actually going to give it out on Sunday when I give out my uh, my prop picks and some of my parlays. Um, so. Little teaser. That's what it's called in the business. A little teaser. Even though we went through an entire slate of games very quickly. You could probably pick it apart, piece it together if you wanted to. It's true. I mean, it's over for the true fans. True fans. Again, I want to mention this is not in like a way of joking. We have 36 downloads on this podcast, and we're just two college kids kind of shooting the shit. Yes, I said that. Don't know if that counts as the first swear on this podcast. I don't think it does, though. Um, so we really appreciate really anyone that's listening to this. We have a lot of fun doing it and, uh, we obviously love betting on sports games and, um, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope just more people keep downloading it. We spread the word a little bit. Nathan, you have anything to say on that front? Um, no, like you said, appreciate everyone who's listening. We're super sorry for last time, you know, (laughs) yeah, didn't hit the, we, just, we we were we weren't hitting them. That's all right. You know we're gonna continue to. Hey, this week, next week, podcast. Like he said, like Frankie said, we're just here having fun. There's no way we're gonna get every game right. We're not even probably gonna get half the games right. But we're having fun while we're doing it. Talking about football, which I think is great. It's the middle of a pandemic, so what else can you really do? Right. Try to make the best of our situation. Speaking of last last thing, to touch on. Did you see how much in fines the NFL was charging yeah. Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan? Probably Sean Payton, and I don't—I forget who the odds. Uh, I can't remember. I saw that Angel. this morning on Twitter. Yeah, it was like over a million dollars. It was like a hundred thousand dollars each, plus two hundred thousand per team or something. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, okay, so, you're on national television, just put on a mask. But I don't—I don't know. Like the thing that, like, I saw a picture. I forget who it was. Had their mask down and holding the play the play sheet like over their mouth to cover their like so someone couldn't read their lips. And it was like a meme. It was like, if only there was another way to cover your mouth so somebody couldn't steal your plays. Okay, so let me ask you a groundbreaking question then. Does the NFL finish its season this year? Uh, the way things are trending, I would say yes. Okay. But I don't know. I also don't know how hard backlash is going to be for, like, this is backlash for not wearing a mask but what is it going to be for teams with COVID because the lumbers have been extremely extremely good yeah nobody's really getting it unless they're just not reporting it which I think would be highly unlikely so they're the way whatever they're doing is working I don't know how that's going to be moving forward we got to stop these old people from not wearing masks I'm including like John Gruden and all these guys like just wear the mask I I don't understand I don't. You can breathe. All right, I, you're fine. That's a good. Point. You're on TV. Just set a good example. If you want to play football, then wear your mask. That's that, a good. Uh, that's a good. You and down here, please. I will tell you not to wear it. But if you want to keep playing football, just put it on. Okay, that's a that's a good way to to finish it up. Everyone, wear your mask. Be safe. We will be back uh, next week for a full episode for week three, following all of our you know our week. Oh. Whoa, I just messed that up. We'll be back next week for a week four following, you know, week three picks and all that stuff. If I have any good props, I'll give them out on a Thursday night or Sunday morning. 
And uh, again, we thank everyone for listening. Be, uh, be sure to stay tuned for our next episode to come out next week.